Fraser House. Welcome to this episode 128. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> and this is Bobby. There's a little delay there, Lewis. Sounding a little creepy, too. Yeah. Are, yeah. You, are you hiding in a gutter? <laughs> you have a red balloon? Uh, <laughs> no. Good idea, but no. <laughs> Not a Sorry, good a, blue idea, and gold, a blue and gold balloon? <laughs> there you go. A blue and gold balloon. Hey, I got something to show you down here, Mr. Klein. Yeah, six of them. <laughs> so, so yeah, we're back from last week's RSL versus Galaxy game. Um, yeah, do we, yeah. do we have to talk about that? Is this is this 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 show that we're doing? That's literally what you were going to start speaking about. Ah, damn it, <laughs> damn it! Hold on, let me. Uh, I, I need to bring up my notes because I I did write like I started to write lengthy notes about this, and then I just kind of went off into a, a, a slumberland. And I, uh, let me hold on, let me. Uh, Look at my notes here. RSL v Galaxy equals poop. Yep, there it is. That's all my notes. That's all I got. What do you guys think? Are we done? We're done with the show, right? <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah, we're good. Input any show from 2017, insert into this one, and you got the narrative. No, it's even worse. It's even worse, Lewis. It's Actually, so much worse. No, it you know what? A, I, I agree it, because it, at it, least it, last season, you had uh, the, the excuse of you didn't have MLS caliber players. What's the excuse this season? Yeah, that was just a full-on meltdown and a collapse. It was just embarrassing, um, ridiculous to watch, uh, annoying. I knew they were going to lose that game, but I didn't know they were going to lose 6-2. to two. I thought it was going to be like a 2-0 game, but it, incredible. That, in, in the opening seconds, when Jonathan Dos Santos hits that just absolute banger of a goal, I, I even want to, like, I, I'm not going to bring this up because I don't want to give him the satisfaction of asking the question, but when he scored that, I half of me went, "Oh my god, what a goal!" And then the other half went, "Oh shit, it's early. It's really yeah, early." That's, that's that was my that was my well my reaction was, "Holy shit, great pass, Cole." That was that was the thing that oh, actually the impressed that me the most. Because everybody was because everybody was because everybody was thrown off in the box. They were like, "Wait, where's this ball going?" Um, and then there, and then there was Jonah. But literally, exactly like you said, Dave. Right away, I'm all too early. Yeah, that's it. Just too early. I think. Well, I'm not sure if that's the sentiment around. You know, most of it's the just the galaxy it's just world. the way. Well, it's just the way the, the people that know how Galaxy plays. We know that if they score that early, then they're gonna let a lot of shit come down on them. Um, so we know. So that's. I mean, that's where our opinion and where where, where our perspective comes from, for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I don't disagree. I, I I thought the same thing. I go, I mean, everybody thought, or at least most people thought, this was a must-win game, uh, including <laughs> including the players. I still think and it was. So, <laughs> and so you come out, you come out in thirty seconds. You 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 make a statement, and you're like, okay, here we go. We're continuing it'd be from. A happy thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, let's go ahead and, you know, they're, they're continuing the, the, the performance that they put up against LAFC. You come out and like, okay, you know what? Maybe we're going to turn this around. Maybe we're going to, we're going to, you know, uh, get hot, you know, in the, in this last, uh, month or so. And then, yeah, that, that thought of it, well, now you have to hold a lead for 90 minutes. They can't even do it for nine. Well, the, well, the How issue, yeah, them? well, that. That's exactly what you're saying. Like after the goal, we were probably good for another two minutes, and then that was it <laughs> for the first half. 
And then, and, and you know, and then, you know, literally, you know, it's like the Galaxy doesn't know how to play soccer 101. They don't know how to hold a ball. They don't know how to position. They don't know. They just don't know. They, they can't even read each other. Um, it's, it's just ridiculous. And then, you know, the only other only other maybe like three to four minutes that they played well was when Alessandrini got subbed in. And all of a sudden there was maybe two plays where they're all passing off of, off of a ball by one passes and and actually controlling the ball. But then once that got disrupted, it was back to it was just back to collapse and meltdown. It was, I mean, it was such a, it was such a terrible thing to see because not only could you see it when the starting lineup came out, but we saw this, we saw the makings of this, what, almost a, over a year ago now at this point, when Siani first came into the team, he played maybe three or four games and we said, Oh, this guy is not good. Like this guy has, terrible and i remember getting a lot of flack on on that you know when we said that on when we talked about that on twitter we got a lot of flack about that saying well you got to give the guy time he hasn't been doing anything for the last six months well you got to give the guy time he doesn't understand the language yet you know he doesn't speak english he's french so give him some time to gel well he's got a whole year yeah, he, he, he has have a, had a whole year and he is definitely not a great player or even a good player in general. But I honestly would not be hampering on him so much because it was that entire back line. Everybody left each other out um, in the cold. Nobody were nobody was contacting each other. No one was communicating. It was horrible. Even when they're they're ball watching, watching the ball in the air. Nobody does positions themselves or even pays attention to where their, their strikers at. Yeah. I mean, so come on. So let's talk about the way that the game that the team came out in in this lineup because we all praised the the Galaxy's backline against LAFC that we thought that they shut them down. Uh, they they did a really good job of keeping all of LAFC's attackers quiet, and we said, "Wow, great! Maybe Siggy has something figured out here." But no, as soon as Siani's available, he throws him into the starting 11 and and we've all we all know why this is because of how much Siani makes but uh oh, there's, yeah. there's, this is also potentially at least Siggy Siggy tried to use this excuse that Chris Pontius had an injury uh, a late injury so he had a he had a scramble to you know shuffle the lineup a little bit so you've got a backline of Romney on the right Felcher gets moved Romney up horrible. in front of him and then you've got uh, Siani next to him and Shelvick on the left with Cole up in front of uh, Shelvick. So last week, the lineup that we charted out was Cole as the as the left center back, Shelvick as a center back, and uh, I believe it was Ralph Filcher uh, as the right back. And you had Romney playing in front of Ashley Cole, and you had Pontius on the right side in front of Ralph Filcher. So, okay, let's say we have to take out, you know, Chris Pontius isn't available. So uh, a lot of the other guys are injured. Obviously, Gio's not playing and doesn't play defense, so that's not a good replacement. Legette wasn't fully healthy, so he's not ready to go. Uh, what do you do? So you move Romney out to the right in Pontius' spot, and you put Emma Boatang on the left because – one, we're playing RSL. Two, we need to speed up the side, and he can track back and forth, even though he's not a great defensive player. You've got Ashley Cole right there. So why why do you bring in Siani? There is no reason 
at all to bring in Tiani. For me, that back line against against uh, LAFC worked really well, and Shelvick even looked good in that game. You put mm-hmm. him, you you just put him right next to Tiani, and it it's like everybody falls apart. It's like basic AYSO level stuff, uh, level mistakes, Bobby. As you said, nobody's tracking the the runners. Nobody's looking like the ball goes in the air. Everybody looks up at the ball. It doesn't even and and then turns around and doesn't even think like, hey, that ball's gonna go somewhere. Maybe I should look to see who's running for it, <laughs> because there is a play where it, I think it's the second goal where Siani literally stops as he looks up and then he turns around and and Krylock is there coming in behind him. Mm-hmm. Oh God, there's, I mean, we're literally just talking about the starting lineup and there's so much shit to talk about with that little thing alone. I mean, the, the fact that Siani has to get in the starting lineup is baffling to me. And yes, it's because of his contract. And yes, the Galaxy have been down that road, but it shouldn't matter. You should not be putting in someone's salary in front of the performance of, of the team, especially at a time when it, it's a must-win situation. You're I would, so I would close argue, to the playoffs. I would argue that if you stack $600,000 or uh, you know uh, on the field in Siani's place, that would have made more uh, defensive plays <laughs> I, than Michael Siani himself. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I, he, here's a guy who did not have a team. I mean, we picked him up as a free agent. That's probably your first major <laughs> red flag that he probably shouldn't be signed. The fact that nobody or bought at that price. Yeah, right. The, the fact that nobody wanted him, that he didn't have a team, should be your first clue that this guy is probably not good. And the fact that you are so desperate in, you know, in your need last season that you had to like bolster up your defense that you offered him the contract that you did because I'm sure the galaxy try to get him for those six months, just have him there for the 2017 season and, you know, maybe have an option. Hey, if you work out, we'll re- you know, we'll, we'll give you that extra year. If not, you know, goodbye. But Siani said, no, um, I want his agent. Or, 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 you know what? Scratch that. I, I'm if I know I'm negotiating with uh, Vianus or Karofsky, I mean, I'm, chances are I'm gonna win that battle. Um, you know, to, to, to pay him as much as you're paying him is ludicrous. And so it goes. I, I'm not gonna get too into this. I, we are probably gonna be talking about the the national team in, in penalties. I'll probably bring it up then. Uh, but yeah, the the, the fact that this league cannot bench a player because of name, because of salary is one of the things that really handicaps U.S. soccer. I, I don't I don't even think it's this league, Lewis. I think it's this organization. I, I, I don't even want to put this on, on the rest of MLS because I've seen. I, well, well, I can argue. Well, well, we can argue that for another time. We are in a new World Cup cycle. But I agree that th- that it is this organization that has, you know, overpaid for their players um, in the last three seasons or so that they're afraid. I mean, they, they don't want to take into to consideration that, you know what? We made a mistake. We fucked up here. Uh, you can put Gio on that list. You can put Shovik on that list. You can put um, the entire 2017 philosophy on that list. Um, 
you know, you can even he can even make a small case for Jonah, even though he's not making as much money. Um, I mean, it, it obviously it it hangs over their head that you know we're making some poor investments. We can't own it, we can't fix it, and we just have to write it out. And, and we just, you know, I, I'm not swallowing my pride. And you know, this is a decision we're made, we made, and whether it's uh, we're writing this out through good or bad, it doesn't matter. And it's just, it, it sucks. It really sucks because no heads are rolling right now. And no one yeah, seems to no be- accountability. No one seems to believe that anything will be done. It's going to be business as usual. We'll try to tinker with it again, and it's the same person doing the tinkering. Why would I believe that it, it, things would be different this time around or next season? Because obviously now a lot of the fan base is already looking to next season because they've lost faith and hope that this Galaxy team will make the playoffs. Which, by the way, I don't even think matters. You're in the playoffs. You're one and done. So what? Is that a successful season? Yeah, no. no this team doesn't no. deserve the playoffs. I I would actually be more mad as a Galaxy fan if we did make the playoffs because this team certainly does not deserve it. Well, I had said that if if this team makes the playoffs, it's because other teams are tanking, not necessarily because we're better than they are. They're just doing poorer than we are. And um, but the way well, things are a lot looking, of teams that are doing poor. <laughs> um, yeah, and and we're I mean we're not beating too many teams right here. We're, we're currently sitting in eighth. Uh, in the Western Conference, and it, it the, the way the schedule is looking, and the way that the other teams are currently playing, I mean, it, it almost seems like it's a uh, the the season's done. I mean, I personally, I, I can't speak for you guys, but I personally believe that the Galaxy season is over. I believe that they're not making the playoffs, um, and um, it, it's another it's another failed season. But you know, uh, what else can I say? You know, you know what's funny is that after the 2017 season, after the worst season in in Galaxy's history, I thought, okay, it can't get much worse than this. And if you look at if you look at the the history of the Galaxy, you look at um, 2007, and you think, wow, that was one of the worst seasons in in history. That was right before you know the year before Bruce Arena came in. 2008 wasn't a great year either, and I had it in the back of my head going, wouldn't it be interesting if the Galaxy obviously had a terrible 2017, and what if 2018 ends up being the same, where they improve, but they still don't make the playoffs? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be an interesting parallel? I said, you know, if the if if that means that I've got three championships on the other side of that ditch which has been the 2017 and 2018 season because as you as you guys know in 2009 we went to mls cup in 2011 we ran away with it in 2012 we ran away with it in 2014 we we won it again so i thought okay if this is sort of the 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 mountain that the galaxy has to climb in order to get to success again Every 10 years, I can live with that. But it's, you know, when you're in it, it's really hard to kind of see any any glimmer of hope. I don't disagree with you. I If you're telling me I got to take every 10 years, I got to go through hell for two or three to get three championships to make up for that, I would gladly 
take that 100 times out of 100. The problem is who's in charge of this team during that time. And right now, I'm not encouraged by that. Right. And obviously, you have, you, have the after, same, you have the same people that are going to be tasked with rebuilding this, unless, and and there have been there has been talks about potentially, you know, the, the Galaxy trying to buy out Geo's contract, but you have to look at that. You have to look at that and say, okay, if this is me, if I'm going to my boss and I'm saying, hey, I know I made you guys spend all this money, but now I need you guys to spend more money to get rid of this this thing that I asked you guys to buy, and now. We need to buy something else. I'm, you know, that that's my last day. Yeah, I'm I'm going to my boss and I'm saying, okay, I have a plan to fix it, but today is also my last day. Here's my resignation because there's no way that you're gonna trust me going forward, and you should and you shouldn't be trusted. Like that would be that would be the ultimate. Well, obviously, it's not the the ultimate version of falling on your sword, but that is essentially what it would be. Is it would be Chris Klein going, hey. I'm not the guy to fix this. I, you know, I'm, I'm obviously you guys are loyal to me and I appreciate that, but I can't fix this. So here's my resignation and you know, these, and, and I should take my staff with me. Do you honestly believe that Klein or Vianus or Karofsky or anybody else in that organization would be willing to fall on the sword? Oh no, like, no, 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 no. There you go. I'm just <laughs> saying that's what I'm saying. That's what I would be. I would, but that's probably what would happen to me in that situation. I don't think that those guys uh, would be willing to to, to it, fall on their sword for, for it, that. It, it reminds me of of a story my mom told me about uh, her job. She had a, a regional manager that came in, um, replaced the uh, the one that had been there forever, and and they were like the best. Uh, you know, she worked for L.A. County, and they, the the particular office that she was in was like one of the best in the state or something. Or in the county, and bring in a new regional, and all of a sudden they're one of the worst. So the the person above that was, you know, they called the meeting, like, "What's going on? You guys just made a complete 180." And uh, someone kind of like, you know, in the back somewhere, sarcastically said, like, you know, in in suggestions on how to fix this or why that is, someone said, like, "Bring back, you know, so and so who was a previous regional." And everyone just kind of like laughed and giggled and whatever. Well, the current regional at that point said, you know what? I got kicked out of another office or another region for that reason. Now here I am. People don't like me here. I'm not doing my job well. I resigned because I can't do my job. Why would I continue doing this? And I said to myself like, wow, I got a few people at my job. That should probably, you know, be as noble as that. And, you know, and just the fact that, I mean, if Chris Klein were to do something like that, you know what? I'm not good at this. I'm stepping out. Like, I would have so much respect for him. Regardless of all the shit that he's done to this club, I would respect the shit out of him do you, if he do you were buy, to do that. Okay, so let me ask you guys. I'm a season ticket holder. If Chris Klein falls on his sword, do you guys buy season tickets for next year? Well, that depends on who the replacement is, because if it's because if it's Peter Vianus, we got a problem. Oh my um, God! Well, here, here's the thing, though. I mean, like, obviously, still the, going to the games, though. I mean, we're always, <laughs> yeah, of course, we're, we're always, always we're always going to support the team, obviously. <laughs> but, um, but he, here's the thing. So, obviously, we've been talking a lot about Klein and the front office, and because the uh, the Klein out and the uh, Vianus out and Siggy out and everybody out you know, movement 
on Twitter started all over again, uh, about as loud as it has been all season. Uh, certainly as loud as it was last season. So it's it's come back with the vengeance. People are threatening to cancel their uh, season tickets uh, for uh, next uh, next year. Uh, rightfully so. I think that's the only language that these people understand is is uh, monetary. Um, hit them where it hurts. Hit them where they'll listen. Hit them where they where um, they'll care. Um, but I mean, honestly, I if it didn't happen last season, why would I believe it happened this season? Uh, it will happen this off season. It, it. I mean, they got a contract extension for God's sakes. Like, why would I believe something would be different? And the thing is, is that we can blame the front office all we want, but let's be honest. It's the people above them, the, the people who have given them a contract extension, the, the, the people who seem to be looking the other way when all this shit is going you know, into the ground. We need new owners. Straight up, we need new owners. That's hard for me to... That's hard for me to swallow, uh, simply because... AEG was such a lifeboat, a life raft for all of MLS. Um, I get that the ambition or the the focus has changed. Um, it's not with the Galaxy anymore. AEG is looking at at other uh, ventures. Obviously, um, they're not really paying attention to it. I, I think that certainly I, I've made note that Tim Laiwiki was the architect of those seasons. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know if I'm on board with that, and that's even, and that's even with the 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 thought. You know, I've uh, funny enough is I don't shop at uh uh what's that craft store? Um, Bobby, help me out here. What's that like craft? Not Michael's, Michael's. the other one. No, 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 the other one. Hobby um, Lobby. Hobby Lobby, because oh, they yeah, won't because they there. because they won't provide healthcare for their employees because part of their healthcare pays for birth control and they don't believe, and the owner mm-hmm. doesn't believe in birth control. I don't shop at, I mean, I don't eat at Chick-fil-A because their owner is uh, anti-LGBTQ. LGBTQ. Um, you but, don't even know it. <laughs> just, kidding. Just, kidding. just kidding. Just kidding. But, you know, but AEG, eh, you know, yeah, maybe they made their money. Um, maybe the Anschultz company made their money you know this isn't in the poli- various I mean, ways they they you know they they exactly it's not political but I'll, you know I've, I've boycotted companies for less <laughs> i'm still not i'm still not ready to turn my back on phil Anschutz. i'm not i'm not gonna you're not gonna cut you're not gonna cut your nike socks today yeah no i'm not burning my nike <laughs> i just feel like when people do that now it's just ridiculous when like they do but that on like on the internet i mean yeah my, you know, well my friend just, like, my friend made a good point stuff. she's like my friend was like well nike still has your money yeah yeah you're fucking up your property <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's well let's just be honest when you do something like that as well as anything in social media you're just basically crying out for attention that's all it is it's yeah, also, the, don't, it, don't it, forget it's, to like and follow us and give us a yeah or, yeah please please it validates <laughs> what we're doing here five stars um all right so let's go ahead and get back to this uh atrocity that was the game so so here we are so so the no where did david take us i know wow he's hmm, way um, off off lane way off uh, 
<laughs> in all fairness, I think it might have been me telling me the story about my mom's boss, but you know, whatever. Okay. All right. Um, okay, so six to two thrashing. That's oh two yeah, that's games. right. Damn it, I was trying to take our minds off of this. That's where I was going. <laughs> oh God, no! I mean, how could you? We we weren't. We can't forget this. We shouldn't it's forget happened. this. It's happened. It's done. Yeah. Um, I, mean, so, that's, look, I mean, that's what the team is trying to do. They're trying to say, let's just forget it. Let's just not worry about it. It's done. It's done. So we're moving on to the next game. I mean, that's but, that's what a lot of the talking points was at the at the post-game uh, interviews. Um, I know you, none of us want to hear that, but at the same time, like, they can't really just, like, dwell on it right now. They really got to just I mean, get back on I mean, they should. The they should dwell I, on it. They should. They shouldn't forget this. And the oh, yeah, but not be like not. But I'm saying not be so somber about it. Where they're through the next game, they're they're still in bad moods. When you I when after after the five, do you want thrashing, them to be play in bad moods? Yes, I want them to play angry. Mm, no, wanna, that's diff- there's two different things: angry and bad moods. Where they feel sad and defeated is very different. Mm. Yeah, that's true. But after the five zero thrashing in Seattle, I mean. Uh, Siggy comes back, says we are practicing harder. I'm kicking these guys around. He's always saying that bullshit, a, though. They come out uh, <laughs> against LAFC and put on one of the better performances of the season. You I shut down. That. You shut down a uh, a very potent offense when you have a, a horrible defense. It, it said <laughs> it said a lot, and and then you said, okay, you know what? Maybe maybe Siggy did. You know, you know, kick, kick some heads. Maybe he got, maybe he got through to some of these players, and now all of a sudden, we'll make this. You know, in the, in the final two months, we'll make this push. We'll be competitive, and who knows? Maybe we might get into the playoffs, and maybe we might pull off something, something out of our asses here. And you go into RSL, and everyone's talking about it's a must-win game, and then you pull off that performance, and it almost seems like they gave up. Because it didn't oh, yeah, well, even seem that they were trying. Well, because they, they just couldn't get anything. I mean, they just kept getting clobbered goal by goal by goal, and they weren't they weren't even that far off from each other. I mean, um, I mean, Bobby said it already. I mean, this is basic stuff. And Zlatan said that like, was it like a month ago when he was so yeah, frustrated? Yeah, like three games ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it was after the Colorado loss when he was saying, "I am." Obviously, he's frustrated. Obviously, he's upset. He as ultra competitive as he is. The fact that he's on this team, he's not a happy guy. And he's talking about basic stuff. What you're saying, yeah. Bobby. This is AYSO Soccer 101 that these guys well, he are said, not he lit- doing. No, he he literally said that his kids' league is plays better than what how they're playing at the moment. Well, when you let a team like RSL, which they haven't been spectacular, but this is now back-to-back games where they let in six goals. And granted, the first game they they scored six goals in, they were playing against nine men against Colorado. The Galaxy had 11 players Mm -hmm. on the field. Mm -hmm. How do you let a team... And and again, this is, I believe this is a new MLS record. Yes, Lewis. Uh, What? The first team to go back-to-back six goal games. Um... I don't think Possibly. they did. A ba- I don't think Arsenal did back to back. I don't know if it was back to back. Yeah, they did. Okay, they did. It, it was six zero and then six mm. two. Um, it, it could very well be. So let- wow. So we, we we talked to Christian Miles of 
Ellie Galaxy Digital. He he's uh, the the voice of Ellie Galaxy Radio. We talked to him about about this, and so let's hear what he has to say about the season. All right, here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Christian Miles is here to talk some uh, LA Galaxy with us. Uh, he just finished his balls and beers segment, and uh, we, we go into an even more depressing topic, talking about the LA Galaxy. <laughs> They're coming off a um, an embarrassing six to two loss to RSL. A lot of people are already saying that that was a nail in the coffin. The season is done. Uh, no playoffs yet again. Christian, is that accurate, or are we just being pessimistic? Well, it, you know, I, I think it's slightly pessimistic. It's not completely doom and gloom, but there, you know, it is. It is now getting to that time where you know points are a necessity rather than a luxury. And, but considering the current form, you, your guys' pessimism is well founded because it was dreadful, shocking, deplorable. I mean, it it doesn't get any worse than what we saw, and, and it's not just the scoreline, and it's not just the the manner in which the, the the galaxy lost. It's the the belief in this team is gone. the The heads are down. The body language is done. They're a defeated team. I mean, mm. even the invincible, you know, indomitable spirit. I think of Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Even that's starting to show signs of, of weakness and you know just the constant. Um, idiocy that's going on at the back and, and throwing games away, especially from winning positions. Uh, they've done it five out of the last six games, I believe, uh, where they've been in winning positions and, and, and not taken all three points. And you just can't do that in this league. And, um, you know, unfortunately, it's uh, the Galaxy, you know, are on the outside looking in three. What is it? I'm looking at the table right now, three points adrift. But, you know, those extra two games they played, over Portland as well as Seattle do not bode well. And, um, you know, you throw into the mix where you've got some big six-pointers coming up after the Toronto game, and you've got, you know, Vancouver, and then first you've got Seattle. Um, you know, if, you got to think anything short of a victory is a failure against Toronto considering the way Toronto have gone. And then you've got to take all six points against the Sounders as well as the Whitecaps. So I think uh, maybe too early to, to sink the ship totally just yet. There's a, a flicker of hope. I'm an optimist, um, but I think they can, you know, there is a possibility. They just really need to stop, you know, making these silly mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to comment on the Toronto game. You talked about the Toronto game. Uh, this week, Michael Bradley came out and was pretty much saying that they're done. Uh, as, as, for, as far as mm-hmm. playoff hopes, uh, the, they're almost gone. They said they're missing something. I find that to be true for the Galaxy as well, and and heading into that game, you know, granted it's two weeks away, it I kind of have this feeling that you have a Toronto team that may very well be mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, but they may, and, and now that they're kind of down and out, they may say, okay, well, this is our chance to kind of prove and start our foot forward for next season. And the Galaxy, I feel like maybe are almost in the same boat where they're saying, okay, well, it's a really, really tough, climb to get into the playoff hunt again there's they're asking a lot i mean i think we have to win the next three home games and we have to win at least or get a result in the the three road games that we have left i think we have what seven games left so you have two teams that are kind of you have two teams that are kind of already well uh, you know conceded that they're probably not going to make it to the playoffs but do you think that that's enough 
to say, okay, well, we both have something to prove and, and we could see kind of a, a barn burner in this, in that next game. I mean, definitely, you know, there, there, there will be goals in this game. There is no doubt Toronto can score goals, especially against a, a galaxy back line, you know, guys, they've, they've conceded 54 goals and um, they're currently on pace to break the record of 67, which they set last year for futility. And that's the worst ever by a galaxy team. They're well on track to do it. Um, so, you know, you wouldn't bet against Toronto putting a few in, but we know, you know, the Galaxy can score at will as well, especially if Ibrahimovic is on his game and, and Roman Alessandrini coming back to fitness along with uh, Giovanni Dos Santos. So I, I see a lot of uh, goals in this game, um, and I, you know, I think the Galaxy have a little bit more to play for in this one. So um, I think we're definitely going to be in, in for an exciting one. Yeah, I mean, we are definitely not mathematically eliminated. We are only three points. I mean, it's, it's one game um, that that we have to win and someone else would have to lose, and we're right back in it. We have six games left, so it, it's definitely not impossible. I think where the pessimism is coming from is where, uh, you know, the performance. You saw the performances uh, in Seattle where, you know, you got five put on us, you, you, the performance in RSL, and these are must-win games. Um, so, I mean, in looking at the remaining schedule, since you're the optimist, which games do you see the Galaxy winning um, the rest of the way? It's, it's interesting. I see them winning in Toronto coming up after the international break. I can see them taking uh, three points in that one. And like we were saying, the, the following two are the big six-pointers against Seattle and Vancouver. Those are the teams that they're you know, in direct competition with for that that final playoff spot. And that's where the, the season is going to be decided. Those two games, I don't know if, if LA can do it. I mean, we saw a great, we saw a, a much improved defensive uh, performance against LASC, but that was thrown off the window over the weekend against Real Salt Lake. So they're, you know, they're very Jekyll and Hyde. Um, in sporting Kansas city is a tough one away from home. Uh, I do believe you, you look at the last two games away to Minnesota United. I think that's a game the galaxy can win. Um, I believe that Zlatan Ibrahimovic will be playing on turf because it's going to be a must-win situation uh, in the penultimate game of the season before uh, wrapping up against Houston, who, uh, you know, you can never predict what's coming from the Houston Dynamo despite their their placement at the table. So, I, I, you know, I I can only say that I expect maximum points against Toronto and Minnesota, sporting Seattle and Vancouver. you know, we we need victories. They're must wins, but you can't. I can't. You can't guarantee that. I can't see that. You can, you can't defend like the galaxy the way the galaxy defend and and make a run to the postseason like this. Right. And so so here's my next question: Is let's say that somehow the galaxy make the playoffs, and I gotta imagine that they're gonna be in that final spot, fifth at the absolute best. And I think that would be wishful thinking uh, on my part. But they make the playoffs. Um, Regardless of who they're playing, they're on the road, and you got to figure that they are not the favorites, regardless of who ends up uh, as the opposition. Is that really enough to justify the season, just merely making the playoffs? Because as, I mean, as Galaxy fans, we expect to be competing for the Cup most of the time. So to lower our expectations seems um, very hurtful. I think you hit the nail on the head, guys. 
I mean, it, by galaxy standard, this is just not good enough. Now, if, you, if the yardstick is, is 2017, then yes, obviously it has been an improvement. But you consider the outlay. I mean, much has been made about the most expensive defense in Major League Soccer. But just in terms of pure performances and desire and accountability and leadership and, you know, tactical acumen, it's not good enough. And for the Los Angeles Galaxy, it's not good enough. You know, it's a team that's won more MLS Cups than any other team in the in the league. So no, it's not good enough. And you know, while it, it is an improvement upon 2017, the degree to which they've improved is not enough to justify the amount of change and, and what they've had in, and the outlay and compared to what they've uh, achieved so far, unless they go on some miraculous run here in the last six games. Right. I mean, it, it is MLS. It has happened, but based on the performances that we have seen in the past uh, two months, it, it's not, encouraging i think the only uh sign of life that we saw was against lafc and you said hey if this defense shows up the rest of the way hey we have a shot you know we can build momentum and then we come out and lay a complete egg in in utah <laughs> i mean i mean what changed between one game and the next i mean it, it really was night and day i think uh it, it's just not good enough all the way around players aren't good enough um i think we were out outmanaged uh, I think we set up wrong uh, that that front trio of uh, Joao Plata, Rusnak, and um, I'm blanking on the the other kid. It was oh Savarino. It was just too Savarino. much. And it, it, for me, I, I see a lot of the Galaxy. It's, it, the Galaxy struggle with mobile teams that press high, and it mm-hmm. has been the likes against mm-hmm. Atlanta United. It's been that way against NYFC. And it's no secret the Galaxy are too easy to play against. They're not hard enough. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're there's no accountability right now. And that goes in a, in a team and a system as well as, you know, individually down the line. You know, they're not winning their individual battles. They're making stupid mistakes. And, you know, that's what it comes down to. And unfortunately, that, that's the boat that they're in right now. And Ziggy Schmidt is, you know, this is going to be a massive test for him. I mean, how do you pick up a team that was beaten by, you know, four goals against an interconference rival? And, you know, you, you've, you've got the most expensive defense in the league. Everyone's got the microscope on you. you. You've got the pressure of being the LA Galaxy. This is, how does he pick them up? Because the LA Galaxy players I saw there from Michael Ciani, David Bingham, all the way down up the spine. This is a team with their heads down. How do you pick them up for a six-game mm-hmm. run? I mean, it's going to be the ultimate test, not just in terms of setting up tactically, but man management. You know, this is where Ziggy's got to, you know, Put the put the team on the the, uh, the psychologist's couch and uh, let them talk. You know, thrash out their demons and go forward. Yeah, I, I think one of the uh, yeah. one of the things that I had always said throughout the season, especially during the nine game unbeaten streak, was sure we can go down two goals, but the body language was always we're not out of this yet, and they would always fight back. Um, they would either they come up short or they would actually pull off a result. But you said it. The body language has changed. And I think that plays a huge factor in um, what people are, what they're saying, that, you know, that the Galaxy are not making the playoffs this year. Um, I mean, the can the mood actually uh, change? And you said, obviously, you said that that's the trick that Siggy has to do. But, I mean, uh, are the players now capable of doing that? I don't think so. I don't think they're good enough. I mean, if I'm being frank with you, I mean, I'm not going to name names individually, but everybody knows who's who's put the, the, the stinker performances in and who's 
who's mm-hmm. towed more than their weight. They're just not good enough. And that's, it's, you know, it's, it's, that's a reflection upon management. It's a reflection on the players. It's a reflection upon, you know, the club brass as well for putting these pieces in place. It's just not been good enough. And, um, you know, a, a big, frank, long look in the mirror, I think, is in store in the offseason once again. Um, and they're going to have to reassess, and there's going to be, once again, I mean, we saw 13 new players brought in this year. I think we're going to see roughly around the same this year. But the question is, you know, have the Galaxy mm-hmm. learned their lesson? Are they going to bring in better caliber players, you yeah. know, instead of bringing in players that have had 12 or 13 teams in 12 or 13 years? It's That's just not good enough for me, and it's not good enough for the Galaxy. Hey, you kind of answered my next question because we, we, you, you had talked about there's no accountability, there's a lot of anger, and there's a lot of blame being thrown around uh, right now, uh, a lot of it with good reason. And I was going to ask you if you had to take a guess on what changes are going to be made on this team and this organization, what would they be? Well, I think you got to rip up the whole back line, the whole block, and start over from scratch. I mean, David Bingham has probably been the best performer in the back this year. For me, I mean, and he's had his faults, but mm-hmm. you know, he's he's also no other goalkeeper has faced more shots other than Evan Bush of Montreal this year, and as and no other goalkeepers had to make more saves other than the Montreal stopper. He's got absolutely no protection. There's no organization, and part of that does lie on him. But I think it's one of those where they take a long, long look in the mirror at that back four, and there, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a whole new, you know, back block of five or six or seven back there uh, for whoever's the manager next year and i think that's you know something that the galaxy brass are really going to have to take a long look at here and uh and look at some contracts um and make make the necessary changes yeah i, I one of the things that we kept hearing about when siggy first came on uh, toward the end of last year was he's not afraid to get in the ear of some of these guys you know there are stories of he was yelling at Gio and Jonah and, and they were kind of taken aback by the fact that he was yelling at them. And then Dominic Kinnear comes in and, you know, he's in, he's in practice, you know, in their ears in Spanish, uh, which they kind of get a kick out of, but mm-hmm. nothing seems to be, nothing seems to really be motivating these guys. And you have two managers, Siggy historically was, uh, or is still maybe the most, or the winningest coach in, in league history, uh, mm-hmm. albeit an, uh, that's an old record. And you have Dominic Kinnear, whose teams were always set up to be defensive and uh, and late starters. But, but here you have two guys can't really seem to motivate anybody on this team right now. So do you think that maybe that's sort of part of the, the thing that gets ripped up next season? And is there really confidence that they might get replaced with somebody who can motivate these players in, in the current iteration of MLS. I think so. I mean, I think, you know, Ziggy, if he can't pull this out, you know, I think there, there, there's accountability and that goes up to Ziggy Schmidt and, and Ziggy knows that Dom knows that they've been around the league long enough. Um, and, you know, let's not forget, it wasn't just the beginning of the issue. They came in, they came in well ahead of time last summer and mm-hmm. had a chance to take stock and, they knew the changes that could be made, and so this is very much they're playing the hand that they themselves dealt out. And so there's no excuses at this point. They made the changes. They got the green light. Sure, you didn't get everything you wanted, but for the most part, this is the team that they designed, they built. So yes, they are a part of that. I would not be surprised at all if the Galaxy decide to go a different different way entirely, um, and that means you know change from Ziggy on down. 
and along along with a, a you know a fire sale of players as well because when you, you when you have a, a, a uh, attacking blocks like the Galaxy have, and, and you're led by one of the best players of a generation, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who's, who's more than towed his weight this year. And, and considering the offensive output that he is lead, led, and, and I think the leadership that he's provided as well, you throw that in the mix too, and it just makes it even more shocking the way things have gone. And, and I know it's, and I, I know you can just tell it's disgusted Zlatan as well. He just doesn't know what to say. And, and, and Ashley Cole has reiterated his frustrations as well. He's like, I don't know what to do. I can only hold someone's hand so many times. At some mm. point, someone's yeah. got to, you know, hold their hand up and, and show some accountability. You know, you guys were talking about the body language and we were talking about, you know, the, the defeat against Seattle. If you think up until the Seattle game, obviously it was a low point, but you can't think of a time when the Galaxy were absolutely comprehensively outplayed up until that point through this entire season. Yes, they'd go down and they'd shoot themselves in the foot or they'd put themselves up and concede two goals, but they'd also fight back. That mm-hmm. Seattle game, I think, mm-hmm. was a breaking block and, and they were comprehensively outplayed from minute one to minute 90. And, yeah. that made, and it, conti- and it continued into RSL. Much. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a yeah, pretty, exactly. uh, that's pretty accurate analysis right there. I think the LAFC game now it just seems like an anomaly. I think that one was a little bit more psychological that I think that the Galaxy are in LAFC's head uh, more than they're the better team. But, yeah. um, you know, that, that's the Darby just the way... Too, you know, yeah. Darbies are hard to judge, you know, and it, you kind of throw a lo- all logic and form and such out the windows. It's all about scrap and pride mm. and determination yes. and bite. Exactly. So one last question for you, Christian. Um, so we, we, Zlatan, he has one more season. Um, it's we wasted one season with him already. We know that he can produce. We know he can score. We know that he's immensely effective. He's paired up with Kamara. We got you know two proven uh, goal scorers here. Um, you said that the the back line is probably going to be demolished, and we're going to see a whole new back line, um, which I agree with. I, I'm, I'm Siani's out. Ashley Cole's out. I got to figure that they're probably going to get rid of Steres. Um, you know, mm. so, so yeah, it, it's going to be a different back line. Romney. You got 2019 coming up. It's the last season that Slatan's going to play. Is 2019 MLS cup or bust for the galaxy? Uh, you'd have to, you have to approach it like that. I think that's, that should be the galaxy's philosophy each and every year. And that's, what's made them so good. And yes. And, and, you know, with this league, you you know you can turn a season around. You know, look at Toronto, how great they were last year, and, and what how things have gone. And, and you can do the opposite as well. Um, and yeah, it is. I mean, you've got to take advantage of this player. I mean, Zlatani Ivanovic is, you know, a, a once in a life once in a lifetime player that you're going to get. And yes, he has produced, and I, I think the Galaxy owe it to him to do this because he has done more. Than enough, okay. and he has surpassed expectations. He's fought through pain. I mean, the man went through three kit changes on, against Real Salt Lake in a losing yeah. effort. He is <laughs> he has laid it out mm-hmm. both physically, mentally. He doesn't duck questions. He's deadpan, honest, um, and he's he's a fighter. And I think the Galaxy owe it. I, you know, I wish the Galaxy had a, a just a you know fifteen more guys like him, just in terms of sheer will and attitude. So yeah, it is. It, it, I think it's bust next year. You got to go for it and. Um, you know, you can't you can't go through these transition rebuilding years as such. You know, you don't have time for it when you've got a player of his ilk and his quality. 
and right. you got to take advantage of, of, of it's out there. But the problem, the biggest problem we have right now is contractual stumbling blocks. And I'm speaking of the Dos Santos brothers, uh, you know, they're locked in and they're immovable. And that is a huge, huge deterrent. And it's a yes. huge stumbling mm-hmm. block towards the galaxy being able yep. to build their team. Because if you look at it in terms of substantial moves, you know, that's two of your, your three designated player spots. And really the only movable asset you've got in terms of a designated player, a big-time player that's worth anything in the Galaxy, is Roman Alessandrini. And yeah. do you let a player like mm-hmm. him go? Um, and, and there's a lot of business questions that will be answered. The good thing is, is you do rip up that back line and you know, arguably up into the, the, the number six and number eight spots in midfield, you've got a lot of money to play with. You know, We know the kind of money Michael Ciani's on, even Jurgen Schelbeck's on. Um, it's absurd the amount of money these guys are on and the performances they put out. So yeah, Absolutely. there is somebody to play with and there is, there is some um, wiggle room there and there's plenty of room to improve it. And I think it's going to be a massive test of, of Chris Klein, Jovan Karaski and companies, as well as Ziggy Schmidt's acumen during the off season. If they're going to, if they can still get these big names. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's going to be, um, it's going to be an interesting off season. Uh, for sure, um, I think it's going to be probably even more interesting than last season. Um, just, yeah. uh, just because, of, like you said, uh, if there was any sort of improvement, it wasn't by much. And the fact that you're barely eking out your worst season in franchise history—I mean, that's uh, that's obviously um, eye-catching. So, yeah, going to be interesting off-season for sure. Uh, my uh, Christian, I'm not going to take any more of your time. Uh, thank you so much for uh, talking some LA Galaxy. It was a pleasure. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Thank you so much, Christian. Thank you. Have a good one, fellas. All right, bye. This is our good night. Tink. Hi, Tink. And we're back. So, guys, we touched on this a lot, but I have to ask you something that that Christian said. I have to ask you guys this, and I want to get your opinion. Who do you guys think have had worse? back-to-back seasons the LA Galaxy in 2017-18 or Orlando City in the same in the same turn 2017-18 I don't know I mean because you have has to be the Galaxy because it's just the only team that I'm really really paying attention to (laughs) and it actually hurts me um so I mean it has to be the Galaxy for me I mean when it comes on 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 specs I don't know that's uh Lewis's field right now for for me, I think uh, obviously there's there's some bias here, but I'm going to say the Galaxy for a couple reasons. Number one, you're coming off of the worst season in in franchise history. You, you won the wooden spoon, which is like the one trophy that eluded us. Okay, fine, you got it. You know, let's go ahead and move on. You try to. Improve. I mean, you you, it, you you signed Zlatan. You signed Kamara. You you basically you took out half the team. Yeah, you took out half the team. You, you you said, okay, this philosophy didn't work. Let's go ahead and spend some money. You get a whole new backline. You upgrade your goalkeeper. You uh, apparently you upgrade your your your, your defense. Uh, you go out and um, you know get two proven goal scorers, one in MLS and the other one just, you know, throughout his career in every, you know, top league in the world. You make a willful conscious effort to to get better. And though technically you are 
doing better than the previous season, you're not doing it by much, and you're going to miss the playoffs with this team. Orlando, I can make the case that, well, maybe they are expecting to do better, but the way I see them, they're still new to the league. That's the way I, I feel. They're still trying to figure out MLS. They came in during that 3.0 transition. The Galaxy have been here since day one, and they were always the standard bearers. They were the ones pushing the league into the next, um, the next update, you know, per se. That's not the case anymore. <laughs> that now belongs to Atlanta and NYCFC, to be honest. And I think LAFC is trying to get into that as well. For that reason, I think the Galaxy have had a worst back-to-back season. I just find it funny listening to Lewis using kind of like operating system update numbers uh, to to <laughs> to use, um, since Lewis is very not not a technical dude, a techie dude, not technical. Oh, he, he hates he hates he hates updates. <laughs> yeah, That's what I know. it is. <laughs> I, I really yeah, do. you should still be at one point. What are you complaining about then? I. <laughs> Uh, hold my, on. My iPhone 10 is still on version <laughs> two. And and we didn't even talk about the. I have no idea what an emoji is. We 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 didn't even talk about the biggest. Speaking of you emojis, should, you should ask your doctor next time. Story. Just point. <laughs> side effects. Side effects may include poopy face <laughs> and eggplants. <laughs> um, we didn't even talk about the biggest story that came out of this game uh this la galaxy rsl game the duck mm. oh yeah the duck went the on duck. the field the duck that went on the field was fine i was already too upset it was it, it wasn't <laughs> that like the uh, i think at that point it was only yeah and i was one. upset about that already yeah no <laughs> no 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 i think it was it what, did that happen in the first or the second at the half? end and end of the first half so then, so then it was still one one because they scored the second goal right before halftime. Oh, oh yeah, it happened. It so happened it right. The goal happened right after they actually got the duck off the field. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah so, so Galaxy was so thrown actually, off their, their game because they were paying too much attention to the damn duck. Yeah, they thought Pato was coming to. They they <laughs> they thought Pato was going to come join them and and replace Siani. Uh, would have been better. Uh, the duck would have been better. Actually, the duck's heat map uh, showed more movement than Siani. That's true. If you haven't seen it, go ahead and check it out. Try to find it on Twitter somewhere. <laughs> I can't believe we went this far. And, you know, we're like 50 minutes into this podcast. And we didn't talk about it. Well, we, you, well, you <laughs> well, there it we're in it. It's in it. It's in. Well, it's good. Now we're, now we're, we're, we're kind of wrapping it up with the good note, with the duck. Do we have anything else to say? Because <laughs> I'd like to. Oh, oh there's a. I, there's, there's no, bunch, there's no need <laughs> again, Lewis. There's no need. The other, our other interview was 20 minutes, so we're already in our 40, 50 minute in the show. Uh, okay, so let me go ahead and ask you because I, I, I don't think I've gotten uh, an opinion from either one of you. I've said mine, so let me go ahead and ask you guys, uh, Bobby. I'll start with you. True or false? The Galaxy will not make the playoffs. <laughs> oh my god. Um. I don't think so, but there still is a chance. So I wouldn't be surprised if we do get in there, but I I wouldn't hold my breath. David? No, false. We're not getting in the playoffs. 
Uh, I then the same. It would be true. I said the Galaxy will not make the playoffs. Oh, sorry. True. Um, if I'm looking at the schedule, uh, and and uh, Christian Miles talked about it, I uh, had asked him what, what games are winnable. Um, he's he called himself the optimist. I am the exact opposite of that. I'm looking at the schedule, and there are a lot of games in the past, including San Jose, DC United, Colorado, Minnesota, that were games that the Galaxy should no have brainers. won. He mentioned the. Tur- Right, exactly. No brainers. Um, and he mentioned that the Toronto game was the game that we can get three points out of. The way this team is performing, I, I just have no mm-hmm. faith in them. I, it, it, he talked about body language, uh, how you know they, they're defeated, something that I had never seen before up until recently. Uh, I, I, I think that their pride is hurt. I don't see them winning I think the the one game that I would feel even slightly confident is the very last game against Houston. And even then, if that's the case, it wouldn't even matter anymore. Uh, the Galaxy should get three points in Toronto, but I, I honestly, personally, do not see that happening. You got Seattle and Vancouver, both teams that are fighting for that final spot. Seattle's already in fifth. They seem to be headed back to MLS Cup the way they're playing uh, right on schedule. Vancouver has uh, resurged recently. Two games against San Jose would do that. Those are absolute must-win games, and I don't see them certainly not beating Seattle. <laughs> and I-, I can't imagine getting three points against Vancouver. you got to travel to Kansas City. That's a 10 on Kansas City. That's automatic. There's no way the Galaxy have any chance in that, in that game. And then you got Minnesota. You, know, you travel to Minnesota, and... Granted that you're saying it's Minnesota, you again, you should get three points out of that. Well, you couldn't beat them at home. Why would you think that you're going to beat them on the road? And a uh, a chart came out today uh, on home field advantage, and Minnesota is at the top yep. of the list in having gold uh, goal differences um, between home and on the road. So Nicole basically, road. Minnesota, Minnesota. <laughs> is a formidable at opponent home. Yeah. at home. I don't see the Galaxy taking three points there. And long before that, the Galaxy have already been eliminated. Like I said, I, I feel that we have already been eliminated, even though mathematically it's it's still very, very much possible. But it's it's gotten to the point where this team, uh, it, it looks like they gave up. It really did look like they gave up uh, against oh, RSL. Yeah. And I have no confidence in them uh, for the remaining six games and I have accepted the fact that um, this team is not making the playoffs and the whole time and here's where I'm going to give Bobby credit here, the whole time the entire season Bobby was right mm. because David and I drank the Kool-Aid in the preseason saying look, we've got all these new players in our lineup we're making the playoffs we're going to be good I'm not sure if we're MLS uh, Cup contenders, but we're going to be competitive. And Bobby was saying, you know what? I'm not buying into that. I need to see the results. I need to see the performance before I commit anything like that. And even during the nine-game unbeaten streak, even Bobby was saying, they're not playing well. They're getting results, but they're not playing well. And here you are in September and... You're realizing. I mean, we realized it before, but it's it's a bad team. 
and it was yeah, always like a we bad said, team. Like we said back then, too, and it's like, yeah, we're getting through these games, but if we continue with these bad results, we're not going to get the, re- the, the, the resulting games later on. We're not, the luck is not going to keep drawing for us. And this is where we yeah, are Yeah, and that's, ex- that's exactly what happened. And, and it's, so, it's so frustrating that... I mean, if you're going <laughs> to... If you're gonna overpay, for, <laughs> this is like a loss for mm-hmm. words. I, I am. I, I really am. Because well, this is what you, this is what you're, I was gonna bring this it's, up. It's you were about to say this. You were about to say it, and I was gonna ask you this question too. It's like okay, everybody's saying like, oh, you know, the team is doing slightly slightly better than last year, but at the rate that we paid, everything we put down, um, all the changes. I mean, I see this as a major loss compared to the team that we had last year. Because we didn't spend much Which money. Which is what we I didn't spend. We were, we were, exactly. you know, and I keep saying we actually did get results with their B team on away games uh, before uh, until Siggy came in. And then we completely collapsed that entire season even more. Um, that's why I did not drink the Kool-Aid into this season because I saw what he did at the end of last season, which was incredibly horrible. He just didn't care in general. He was like, ah, not my team. So whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, and- but yeah. So it's like to me, this season is just it, even more of a loss because of everything we put down, and all the changes, and it's just no. To me, that's a loss. It's just look at look at it, look at the statement, look at the receipts. Yeah, look at the receipts. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Bobby's been saying all year. Look at the receipts. <laughs> the breakdown is right there mm-hmm. on the receipts. You can tell how much we pay for each and every single one, <laughs> and we're still getting the same freaking total. I don't understand it. We have the most expensive back line in the entire league, and we can break the record for most goals allowed. How how does that even for MLS? How the fuck does that make sense? But but Dominic Kinnear is not. But Dominic Kinnear is not afraid to yell at Gio and Jonah in Spanish, (laughs) Louis. God, you know the 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 frustrating thing is is that uh, aside from the, the the money that they're spending, and I remember the beginning of the season. Like so, you know, David and I drank the Kool Aid. And a lot of people drank the Kool-Aid. Bobby was probably in the minority there. And and it, it was it, it was a sense of I, I remember I mean I even remember um shout out to, to him, uh Zero, uh Chris Tucker over from the Riot Squadcast. I remember going to the I, I believe it was a preseason game. I don't think it was opening I don't think it was the opening game, but I think it was a preseason game against NYCFC at the StubHub Center. And I remember him being happy about this season i remember him telling me the galaxy have earned your money this season and we all drank it the players that were brought in we should be making the playoffs pretty easily especially in the western conference where there's not really a clear favorite you're not in the eastern conference you have you you have a a coach though you have a coach who it seems like he's still trying to figure out his lineup. I mean, it's he's September. Still trying to figure out the team. If this was the team. He's still figuring out who his team <laughs> is. That's what I'm saying. Like he's still trying to figure out. I don't understand what's taking so long. And if you, and if you look at the off season and you still have Siggy Schmidt in charge, he won't. I don't know what I don't know what he's saying to his boss. It, it, he, you know, there's some people that think that he's going to make a a plea to say, look. I, you know, my project isn't complete. It's not, I didn't get a chance to fully realize my project here. And to me, 
I think that we exactly how it, it, well it, 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 okay maybe you don't get championships but you should get way better more much more wins and then in the season than we have now we should get a better performance from our d- top dps uh you should be able to play higher than uh a, a, a little league level um i mean come on exactly exactly it's like you you you've already shown us who you are as a as a manager at this point we well, know we, what it is. We there's nothing well, that's going to come in and fix this. No, I agree. And we well, we even said. I think I don't remember if we said it in the off season or maybe after last season or at the beginning of the season. We said Siggy Schmidt doesn't last past the season, regardless of what happens. You can have have the same uh, season as you had in 2017. You can win the cup. You can make the playoffs. You can go anywhere in between that. Siggy Schmidt is out at the end of 2018, regardless of what happens at the end of the season. Um, and there's no reason to replace him at this point. I don't think there's... No, uh, not right now. But yeah, no, I mean, there, there's no point. At the end of the season, just to be done with them at the end of the right. season. And, and then, and so you're... So you're gonna like you know quote unquote rebuild again. But like I said, who's, who's in charge of that? It's the same people. Why would I believe it's gonna be anything different? And you know what? The, the thing is, is that obviously the money is not coming from them. It's coming from the owners, coming from AEG. They have deep pockets. They can spend anything that they yeah, want. Yeah, but it's not about the spending. They can I afford mean, that's, it. It's They're not fine. about the spending. It's that, and that's, it's and that's, the, it, it, that's the, the moral of the story of this season. It's not about that. It's about actually getting a comprehensive team and a coach that can actually understand these individuals or the individuals to actually understand each other and play play with each other in a much more fluid fashion. I mean, it's incredibly stupid. It's incredibly no, I, bad. I, I agree. I agree 100%. It, it is. That's why I said, you know what? Moneyball can work. If you're going to play Moneyball, theoretically, it can work. But you're going to need the right personnel to make it work. You can't just say, this is what we're going to do and then just make it happen. You need the right personnel in order to do something like that. And obviously, th- this particular FO is is not capable of doing any of that. And th- the way I look at it, like you, if you're going to overpay... For personnel here, if you're gonna overpay Shelvik and Siani and, and Geo and whoever else that you're overpaying, that isn't living up to their standards, I mean, if you're gonna overpay for somebody on this team, call up every employee in the Atlanta United front office and offer them <laughs> ten times their salary, what they're making right now, and bring them over here, because at least then. That investment is going to fucking mm-hmm. pay off. <laughs> if you're going to overpay something Tell ridiculous. And by the way. Hey, it, hey, Lewis. <laughs> hey, Lewis. Uh, hey, Lewis. Uh, uh. Fuck you, too. <laughs> <laughs> favorite, favorite, th- favorite part of that game. My God, I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, oh, look, man. you're going to need people that obviously care about the team, know what they're doing, and have proven that they can do it in this league. It's that simple. And if you have to overpay them to fix the problem, then so be it. At least you'll get the results. So if you, I mean, and I'm being serious about 10 times their salary, you might think it's ludicrous. It can't be any more ludicrous than what Shelvick is making, what Siani is making, what Gio is making for what they're putting out. I didn't realize that, that ludicrous was part of the Atlanta organization. I knew they had rappers, but I didn't know it was ludicrous. Yeah, dude. Uh, Atlanta, thank you, Bobby. 
I have, but I'm, but at the same time, I'm thinking, I'm like, wait, but does he own anything? Because I think he is. I think he is like into <laughs> owning some sport uh, team. Yeah. We'll like, how do, how do you spell Luda, Chris? Okay, I got it. Ludacris <laughs> <laughs> MLS question yeah, mark Ludacris sports owner no so oh my just, god you would still come up with yeah, line Ludacris sports owner you would still come up with Chris Klein there oh. it actually came up with just him in the top not like a, someone some random person that was just Ludacris with his decisions you know <laughs> MLS you you're going to have the three blind mice come <laughs> pop up. That would have been epic. <laughs> MLS homegrown arms race is reaching ludicrous <laughs> levels. There you go. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, at, at the end of the day, we're talking about the same thing. It's sad that we have to repeat the narrative that we repeated all of last season. Here we are again. Um, and <laughs> what else can I say, guys? I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to rant we've, any more than I already have. We, we, we beat the it's our, it's any more than I have to, <laughs> but I can Lewis and I will. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it, guys. Bobby just gave me a green light. <laughs> I gave you a fucking, I gave you a theme song, too. <laughs> you gave me a serenade and everything. All right, no, 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 no. It. That should be enough. Um... <laughs> All right, guys, are we good with this? Because I think we're good with this. David, any last uh, yes, words? For, so uh, I, I, have a, I have a downer and I have an upper. Uh, also, Ludacris is from Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> Ludacris, the rapper, is actually yeah. from Atlanta. Uh, no, I but I'm talking about ownership stuff. Didn't I say that? Yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought I said that earlier. Like, yeah, he's from yeah. Atlanta. You did. So today marks uh, the, the anniversary of Luca De La Garza. Uh, obviously, he uh, only he was only alive for a week. He was only with us for a week, but uh, what a memorable uh, and and difficult week that was for for all of us uh, in the Galaxy family. Again, uh, you know, we just, odd that we mark we happen to be recording on this day, um, but that's a story that we'll I'll never forget as a Galaxy fan. Um, you know, following AJ and and Megan along. On that journey was was difficult, but uh, you know we're we're here. We were here for them, and we'll we'll be here for them forever. For Luca, for for that whole family. So um, again, I guess happy birthday, Luca. And also um, on a on a completely different note, uh, Sebastian Legette, happy birthday to him as well. Yeah, I believe his birthday was yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm I not married. Fool. <laughs> Oh, I, I am Becky G. <sighs> you bring oh, up Becky G so much. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is Eliezer House, episode 128. I'm here with David and Lewis, or the Becky G of the show. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew more about Becky G. <laughs> Lewis, sorry, go for it. Uh, the, the horse that we keep beating up, his head popped up. Can I go? Yeah. Can yeah. I beat him? All right. And this is Bobby. We'll see you guys next week. Sounds like a mess. I don't know what the hell is happening at the end of that. All right. Bye, guys. Later. Thank you for listening to LA is Our House. Follow us on our website, laisourhouse.com, and sign up for our monthly newsletter for upcoming articles and special content. 
follow us on our Twitter for all of the up-to-date news in our soccer world. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next episode.